Hey everyone, welcome to The Real Discussion. This is episode two, and today we will be discussing Saving Private Ryan from July 24th, 1998. Uh, we're doing this in honor of Veterans Day, which happened about a week ago. Uh, I am one of the hosts, teacher Greg Dickman. And then I am a student, Michael Lindell, also one of the hosts. Uh, teacher Spencer Kandra. And we have with us today, guest podcaster, Junior Cold Sobby. All right, nice to have you with there us, Colton. Cue the music, Michael. Okay, if you haven't listened to our first episode, it is available on Spotify. Uh, we talked about The Shining, so check that out if you haven't already. So we're going to start with uh, just an overall general synopsis of, of the movie. And just to give you a heads up, uh, there will be spoilers in this podcast. So spoiler alert, um, if you haven't watched this movie, go watch it before you listen to this podcast. Or if you're okay with spoilers, go ahead and listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, thanks for all those who listened to our first episode. Um, and thanks for joining in today. So general synopsis of the movie. Um, actually, before we get into that, let's talk about who directed this movie. Uh, a guy named Steven Spielberg. You, you might know him. You may have heard of him before. <laughs> um, you know, to go into his filmography is, uh, is a huge task. Um, probably the most, one of the most, if not the most influential and commercially successful filmmakers of uh, this century and the previous one. I'm just going to read off a couple of the um, couple of his highlights, I guess, in his filmography, because he has too many good uh, movies to mention. And I'm sure this will not be the only um, Spielberg movie that we discuss. So just to read off a few, we have his first feature film. It was a believe made for TV movie called Duel from 1971. Great movie if you haven't seen that. And I'll just go through and read off some others. So we have Jaws from 75. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 77. Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981. E.T., The Extraterrestrial, 1982. Fast forward to the 90s, Jurassic Park, 93. Schindler's List, 93. Saving Private Ryan, 98. Minority Report, one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time, 2002. Uh, and more recently, West Side Story, uh, remake of West Side Story, 2021. And most recently, The Fablemans, uh, which I believe is a semi-autobiographical film about Spielberg himself. That was uh, last Christmas, twenty twenty-two. Um, if you haven't, so, if you haven't heard any of those, uh, you probably haven't watched any movies. So. <laughs> right, right. I mean, so many of those are on all-time bests yep, lists for sure. Uh, okay, so what a cast for Saving Private Ryan. Um, I'm just going to read the actors' names. Uh, I won't necessarily read their character names, but we'll get into that in our discussion. So we have Tom Hanks, Matt Damon, Tom Sizemore, Edward Burns, Barry Pepper. Adam Goldberg, Vin Diesel, Giovanni Rubisi, Jeremy Davies, and appearances by Paul Giamatti, Ted Danson, Brian Cranston, Nathan Fillion. Wow. So, <laughs> that's you, always, you always forget that, in 1998, these were nobodies, right? Yeah. Or on the rise. Now you look back, you go, oh my God. Yeah. Matt Damon wasn't even yeah. like, I know. Gonna be cast nuts. Right, right. So let's jump into the discussion, guys. So, uh, okay, the D-Day scene. Well, actually, let me give a brief synopsis yeah. first. Then we'll get into the discussion. Yep. Um, so it takes place in World War II, um, 1944. 
And the movie is bookended by scenes that uh, were then modern day in 1998. And it features a, um, an older Private Ryan, uh, along with his family, visiting a cemetery uh, that has grave sites of um, his fallen uh, soldiers, his fallen, his fallen you know, brethren uh, in the in the military. And so the movie starts with those scene or starts with that scene, ends with that scene, and then the the you know, most of the, yeah. So most of the film is then um, taking place in 1944 during World War II. Uh, the the movie starts back the flat the you know, the first flashback scene starts with the, the D-Day, um, you know, invasion on the beaches of Normandy. And then um, after that 25 or so minute segment, which is incredible, which we're going to save <laughs> uh, to discuss, it goes into, the focus becomes much smaller in a sense that it focuses on a band of soldiers who are given the mission to go after, uh, or not go after, but uh, find, locate Private Ryan uh, in an effort to bring him home. One may say, after save Private Ryan. Yeah. Save Private <laughs> Ryan, yeah. After his um, three, three, three brothers. brothers were killed. After his three up. brothers were killed, exactly. You see that scene on D-Day where the, it's like the final scene before it cuts to the people typewriting. Yeah. You see the the Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Tag, yeah. Which and we'll, like gets to your brain there. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll definitely uh, talk about that scene and even how it ends with that close-up of the backpack of one of Ryan's brothers. Yep. Uh, lying uh, dead on the shore, on the beach. Um, so let's get into talking about memorable scenes uh, other than D-Day. We'll get to D-Day. Um, Colton, you're our guest. Why don't you start? Memorable scenes. Uh, I said a memorable scene was probably um, Jackson sniping the Nazi soldier like through the through oh, the yeah. eye of his like, scope. When um, You're talking about when uh, after Vin Diesel shot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a pretty pivotal role in the, the movie. Yeah. I think it's like a... It's kind of sad how you see like Vin Diesel get sniped when he's saving a girl, yeah, and then he kind of gets revenge there for him. Yeah, that that whole sequence is kind of just like an emotional whirlwind. Like I, as a viewer, I really didn't even know what was going on. I was like just kind of confused, like what's he doing with this girl? And it's kind of like all tense, and you like see the sniper, and you're like, oh, who's gonna get shot? And then obviously, uh, the sniper is I don't know if you guys remember this, but he's panning from Vin Diesel over to. Um, over to Private Jackson, and he's got, like, the scope on him, and then, obviously, he shoots him through his scope right before he can get shot, and it's just kind of a, mm-hmm. a tense scene, mm-hmm. definitely pivotal in the movie, like Colton said. Well, Vin Diesel also says, like, the do- like it reminded him of his niece, which is kind yeah. of, like, sad. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did say that, yep. And the thing that sucks after that is, you know, Captain Miller, Tom Hanks, he said, you know, why don't you do anything? He goes, it's kind of, like, an example. Like, this is what you don't do, so yeah. it's, like... He, he puts that on the team's shoulders of, hey, you guys can't do this. We had to kill someone because you guys were being stupid type mm-hmm. of thing, um, which makes it, like you guys said, even more sad and real. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The fam- like the, definitely the presence of the family kind of maybe brought him out of the war environment. And then really quickly, the, the Vin Diesel getting shot kind of shot him right back into mm-hmm. the war zone. Um, I guess, I guess I can move on. Uh, kind of, I thought Colton was going to steal mine. Uh, my 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 most memorable scene was uh kind of the when they're defending the bridge uh and uh private jackson is in the uh um, at the end of the yeah movie, well, yep. yep and the uh i guess like the steeple is yep. that mm-hmm. yeah and um he's just he's reading uh scripture and just sniping off nazis like plucking them off he's like reading like something from revelations and then 
just like like God, like use use uh, grant me your power, stuff like that. With just, his fingers, he yes, says. sniper sniper uh, sniping off soldiers, and then obviously the slow panning of the tank to the tower, and then the moment of realization that was just that was a super well done scene. I really like that scene. Yeah, my, my favorite scene was actually a little bit before that and what I call the um, calm before the storm, you know, where the soldiers get that yeah. little bit of reality. Um, they're, they're listening to they're listening to uh, the music. They're all sitting around. Hey, do you remember this girl that you saw back at, you know, the States and oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. The teacher I had back in school, she was really, really hot. And they're all laughing, had a good time. You're just like, wow, this is. This is this is pretty. It makes it feel even more messed up. Cause yeah. like, yeah, it's a war, but then you get that little touch of reality, and you can just tell they just all the stare out in the yeah. space. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, right these now? these are normal guys. Yeah, yeah. I love that scene because it's like it goes to. I don't know if he used it off a of Shawshank Redemption scene of where you hear like the the music's playing throughout the whole entire prison. Mm. I just love that. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I, <clears throat> Michael and I were talking about this earlier today. I always find when I'm watching this movie, I've only seen it twice. <clears throat> Uh, first time was probably 10 to 15 years ago. Um, but I always appreciate those quiet, I'm going to call them like human interaction scenes, I guess. Like the, I was I was looking forward to those scenes just because this movie is so tense and so graphic yeah. at times. Like those moments, like Spencer, you were just describing, like you can take a breath. And you're like, all right. Like we get a little bit of humor. Like when Ryben is talking about the attractive woman who was trying on the undersized dress yeah. at his mom's <laughs> shop and yeah. they're laughing about it. And then uh, Private Ryan is telling a funny story about his brothers. And, and, you know, those are great scenes and they're much needed because you can take a breath and you can be like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, these guys all have stories. But it also, as, as a viewer, you're like, all right, I can, I can relax a little bit. Um, my favorite scene, I mentioned uh, Jackson taking out the sniper in the tower, but actually uh, mine are just uh, other scenes that stood out to me. Um, they're very, again, human moments that just stood out. Whereas um, Wade, the medic, uh, just the dog tag scene when all the soldiers are going through the dog tag, yeah. the bag of dog tags, um, looking at the names of the deceased soldiers, and, and they're, uh, and they're searching the, for Yeah, the group of like the soldiers who were in that battle that the dog tags were from, they're all just kind of like staring at them like, like they probably recognize some of those names that they're exactly, kind of, and then um, and they're kind of and the soldiers are just sort of uh, like poker, poker chips, yep. yeah, yeah, well, almost like carelessly just going through it. And, people. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know it's it's obviously you know, the reality of war has has affected them, and they're they're not seeing those dog tag names as names of real people yeah, necessarily. That's a human life, yeah. Right? And so medic Wade goes over and gives them that reminder, kind of like, hey, like give these guys a little more respect. They gave their lives. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, these aren't just pieces of metal; these are human yeah. lives attached to that t- attached to those as well. Um, and then another scene I really like, small moment, but well, kind of a big moment, but um, when they find Ryan, mm-hmm. after they take out, I think it's called a half track, they take yep. that out. Yeah. And I love how you don't expect them to meet Ryan in that moment, but Captain, or uh, yeah, Captain Miller, Tom Hanks's uh, character, he introduces himself and the three soldiers that he's talking to introduce themselves and, uh, you know, he meets the first one, the second one third one and the second one is Ryan and he gives his name yeah. and immediately the camera goes swings back to the yeah. second one. Like, wait a second what did you say your name was again private Ryan yeah it's just a cool yeah. cool moment there's actually a significant a significance behind that moment like with symmetry in the time because it's so they see the fake Ryan at one hour yeah. and then that's that point it's at one hour and like 45 minutes or whatever and that's one hour until the movie ends so oh, like, uh, really? Like, that's kind of wow, cool. That's yeah. really really cool. Cole, yeah. Someone did, Thanks uh, for pointing someone that did their research. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, why he, that's why he's a guest. Huh? That's, that's why he's really a guest. cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and can I? 
I'm going to tag along on something Mr. Dickman was saying earlier. I didn't want to interrupt with sure. the, the, like the small moments of like humanism. Mm. It definitely provides like when you see someone who like you've heard about their past life and when you see them get shot, it's like, it's gut wrenching. It's like, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. like, they're like that person. Then, you know, the more you know about a character, the more significance their death will have. For the, sure. the, the yes. piggy off of that. I don't know if you guys noticed outside of Captain Miller and Ryan, um, every person that they really focused on for a scene immediately died. You yeah. know, we saw it with Wade. He was near the dog tags. And next thing they, they attacked the trench, you know, uh, Jackson, we spent a lot of time with him. The, the, the sniper tower, yeah. he gets killed. Caparzo. Hey, this is my niece gets killed. Mellish, you, mm. you know, you see him with the, the, the MG for a while. Yeah. He gets killed. And it seems like, and then Horvath, you know, go into the Alamo. It seems like everyone that they focused on for that little bit, died so it's like that mm. whole idea of you know the humane then you get attached to it like michael just said you get attached to them and then they get caught off which yeah. makes the reality of war even uh, scarier, yeah. Even scarier. Yeah. yeah or it makes this film just you know remind you of the the reality of war yeah, without actually being in it you know kind of get you as close to that as as that's definitely possible. that's definitely the genius of spielberg for sure a lot of a lot of other other uh directors maybe wouldn't provide that context to who the character was and then the movie would just kind of come off as just people dying and then you that, want to understand the significance behind exactly. each death. Yeah. And we'll get into that more certainly when we talk about yeah. kind of the role yep. of violence in the movie. Absolutely. Great points. Um, okay. D-Day invasion scene. First 25 Ooh. minutes, not counting the, you know, the book uh, and scenes, yeah. the introduction scene. Um, man. 25. I mean, it would, I Colin, what do you history think? On that. Like, what do you think? It was so, well, obviously it's really like, heartbreaking to watch it was the hardest like that zone of the five sectors was the hardest one to, to breach i know that i did some research on it it was dull green sector of omaha and there was like the five different five different i don't know what they were called but there was like sectors yeah yeah sectors and um it was the hardest one and obviously they had to go to that one i just think that first scene is great where you like the people were throwing up and stuff oh, i didn't yeah. do there was like i saw this one thing where it was um the people would they got a big meal but it was like, you know how like people that are in prison, they're oh, like yeah, death sentence, they get like, a big meal. Yeah. And like they're all throwing up their big meal and stuff. And then Ooh, they're like jumping yeah. over. None of those people had like opportunity to live even because they like, yeah, once like, the front of the yeah, boat yeah. drops, so like, people are just obliterated. Right, yeah. right. Um, I, if I could say something. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, there's the iconic, well, I, I don't know nefarious maybe even arm scene of the soldier carrying mm. around his arm looking mm -hmm. that's it, weird yeah, I, that's, that's like your gets your brain it's just it's like why is he holding on to his arm it's definitely to go back to last the last episode it's one of those techniques to use by a director to kind of like catch your attention it's like an yeah. attention grabber and just kind of it's i get you gut wrenching and kind of get you focused on the battle and like the cruelty of war as we were talking before. Absolutely. It's a, it's a haunting moment. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's one of those images that stays with you. Like we talked about. Yeah. Like the and yeah. Quite a few and then another one of those attention grabbers is uh, the dude uh, or not the, the man who gets uh, I don't know if do you guys remember he gets shot in the helmet and then. It's yeah. Like, oh, he you're lucky. He and takes then his helmet takes off. Takes his helmet off. Yeah. 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 And, oh. yeah. and then he dies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So it's sad. Terrible. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, talking about that scene with the arm, you know, Spielberg does such a, you know, it's such an iconic scene and Spielberg, you know, did that for a reason. I mean, I had a list and I lost it of how many movies copied that. 
Yeah. There's so many movies that, you know, in, you know, when they're trying to reenact a gory situation where you have that tinnitus of the ringing of the ear, the blurriness of the oh, vision, yeah. you see someone looking around, oh, there's an arm, oh, here's a, you know, here's a leg, or, you know, in some instances of cartoons, you got like a Lego arm, or, you know, a Lego mm-hmm. body building itself back together, because yeah. it's, it's in a lot of movies, that, did you, that part is seen in a lot of movies. Did you say, uh, I think we were talking about it in class, didn't you say Sausage yeah, Party? Yeah, so Sausage yeah. Party, I don't know if you guys seen it, but man, <laughs> yeah, Seth, Seth Rogen is... Uh, it's a funny it's a very weird but funny movie so um i know we're saving private ryan but that movie is uh it's a a cartoon but it's about food and that the idea Uh of that food gets bought they get sent to heaven but reality you know they get eaten so they think it's hellish type of thing well there was (laughs) a scene where um the main character had that tinnitus blurry vision instead of a person picking up an arm it's a ho-ho or no i'm sorry not a ho-ho a um a cinnamon roll. A cinnamon roll is picking up its its gooey face and putting it back on, and he's like looking around, holding his gooey face. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, man, that's uh, that's from Saving Private Ryan. I mean, you can almost that's almost a uh, allegory to war because I mean, the 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 stereotypical all war is we're gonna go in and shoot some Nazis, and then the false false expectation, similar to. I don't know how much of a stretch this is, but the similar of leaving the grocery store, oh, we're going to heaven, oh, this is some great place, and then the harsh reality. The harsh reality. Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we kind of went so, off on a tangent there. Uh, but, yeah. So the, the D-Day scene, what I love about that, you know, just from a, from a you know, film appreciation perspective, I love how the, <clears throat> the shot of that scene starts with, Tom Hanks' shaky hand, yeah. Miller's that, shaky hand. That's the PTSD. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah, so he's shaking, and he, he takes, a, takes a drink out of the canteen, and then the camera pans up on his face. And what I love about the whole 25-minute segment is that the camera stays pretty much on these characters. Like you get no wide shots. You get, like yeah. I said before, you get no time to breathe really during that whole entire segment of 25 yeah. minutes. The camera is like, you are in the action. You're with these soldiers. Uh like you guys said, the soldiers, as soon as the gate drops on the boat, soldiers in front are just, you know, they're getting decimated. So the soldiers are jumping over the side. Even when they're in the water, they're still not safe. Yeah, Bullets are, yeah. are hitting them Which in the water. Which I don't know how real that is, get, but... Yeah, yeah, so... And you, get, and you just get a sense of, like, you feel claustrophobic almost. Like, these guys right, had nowhere to, yeah. to escape yeah. except to go to the beach and try to fulfill their mission as best as possible. And it just it, instantly you feel... Sympathy, yeah, sympathy for these guys. And there's definitely the, the feeling of like, as you were talking, like it tracks the characters super closely. There's no wide yeah. shots, and it's like, and y- maybe it's gonna track a character, and then they get shot, and then yeah. maybe it's gonna follow a character, and nothing happens, and then it pans to someone else. Exactly, just showing re- like you the immediate no idea what's gonna happen. Exactly, showing just like the immediacy of war and the horrors of war too. And you don't get that mm-hmm. wide shot, and you don't get to take a breath until you got the the panning over all the dead bodies on the beach, and then yep. the, then the close up of uh, Ryan's brother who was killed on yeah. that beach and, and you see the name on his backpack that kind of so, goes so. along with the, the personal like the personal uh like the personality each person and then like the emotional attachment to a character that we yeah. talked about yes yeah, so i don't know if you guys you know would be able to answer this or colton being our guest what are we are we assuming that they were the first wave because i mean the way they did d-day was they sent boats uh, first yeah. wave and second wave and you know they he tom, um, tom hanks says you know to the radio guy said hey first wave ineffective you know we don't have a hold on the beach so we're assuming it's the first, it's right? So you, first did, you were going to say mentioned. Is that historically accurate? How the door drops and they boom, yes. boom, 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 boom. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I was watching some sense. video and it was just instantly. It's like once they dropped, it just they're obliterated. God, that's and and they have is, no chance to live. Like, is yeah. there a uh, like how how accurate is the kind of like their like 
uh, outfit of soldiers getting up to the hill and then like, is that realistic or was it more of a, that seems like kind of a movie exaggerated. It could be. Of, it could be. I'm not sure. I don't know. Are you saying like once they get to the bunker? Yeah, like how it's kind of like them, like the the six main characters. Well, like, oh, yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's probably. Movie, but like, yeah, you see, yeah. you know, and, and I'm with Sam because I do remember his name because I like that last name. They say Doyle and he has the flamethrower yeah. and they say, let him burn. They deserve yeah. to die. You know, obviously that's part, you know, and they, they say in the movie, we're all broken up. You know, well, this is who we have. And so, you know, you, you also have to assume that in between, you know, the scenes there, you know, Tom Hanks saying, all right, this is who we have. All right, cool. We got friends. We got engineers, we got medics, we got, you know, we got, you know, um, the incinerary group of the flamethrower. Um, and something, you know, I wanted to kind of go back to because uh, Greg bring, brought it up very uh, is Tom Hanks is uh, shakiness. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but really the whole, at least in my opinion, the whole messed up part of the movie starts with the shakiness, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's when obviously the door breaks, but then like when he gets on the beach, he's, you know, he's shaking, right? He mm -hmm. gets that tinnitus, the blurry vision. Do you realize that it ends? It, it does end with, with him, that, yeah. the, you know, the shakiness from Tom Hanks ends at the Alamo on the bridge. Yep. You mm. see Tom Hanks, the, the, the tinnitus next, you know, the next time you see Tom Hanks, you know, he's shooting. So you don't see the shakiness. And next, yeah. you know, he's dead. Cause you can't, they're looking at his hand. They focus on the hand. Is it shaking? And it's not. So it's kind of interesting to see at least. So it kind know, of starts and it ends that right, 1944 portion. Cause obviously, you wow. know, Tom Hanks, Hanks is the main protagonist. Yeah. And so it's really interesting to see that's how Spielberg decided of, Hey, yeah. this is this character's arc is from boom. As soon as we land to boom, as soon as he dies. Wow. I did not notice that. Yeah. That's a yeah. great point. I like that a lot. I do, I do like with the PTSD where it's like he has that disorder, but he's still going back and he's still willing to fight more. And he's like, yeah. he's a school teacher, right? Yeah, yeah he okay, is. Yeah, yep. and it's just like, it's kind of cool to see how like he is willing to fight, but then you have some characters like, um, uh, Ed, how do you say Up that him. name? Upham. No, no. Uh, uh, Rebid, Rebian? Ribbon. 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 He's like one to leave people. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the one that considers he's, leaving. Yeah, yeah. He after, leave. after the medic dies, after yeah. Wade dies, yep. And it's just great to see that. He's really, really into and and yeah. he's the person who convinces yeah. him to stay. Obviously, yep. Tom Hanks, right? Yep. yep. So I'm curious. Uh, we'll get into the level of violence in the movie, and then that'll lead us into the most heartbreaking scene or difficult to watch scene. I'm curious as to what Colton and uh, Michael thought about the level of violence in the movie first, and then Spencer and I will chime in. Um, just because Spencer and I have seen this probably many years ago initially but um, you know a film from 1998 in my opinion it looks like it could have been made yesterday that's how how mm -hmm. yeah good it looks visually but um in terms of just the level of violence i don't know what do you guys what do you guys think i think it's or what do you think spielberg was trying to do obviously by incorporating that i think he was trying to show the realism between the sure. fight like it's so accurate and like all the blood and all that stuff yeah. i think it's just great to see that it needs that violence to portray like the the visions yeah, of the yeah. actual movie and how, yeah. Yeah. and how realistic it is. Yeah, and um, a lot of the, and it's not exaggerated violence either. Like, as, as you see in some movies, like, as we talk about a lot, Django Unchained, how, like, yeah. blood's, like, splurting Deliberately out. over yeah. the top. It's, the people yeah. get shot by a gun and the person just, like, shoots back. Yeah. Right, it's exactly. Like that. Yeah, like it's not, real. yeah, he's not glorifying the violence. Yeah, he's no. showing how ugly and brutal yeah, it, exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. And, and a lot of what we were talking about before with giving the character a personality and, like, Tom Hanks as a common school teacher and all this stuff that a lot of the people can relate to and like maybe compared to all oh, this could be someone in my life and then it makes their their agony even more um, like gut wrenching when you see it on the screen and mm -hmm. I think the the violence it's definitely it's definitely the movie wouldn't come off as at all it wouldn't it wouldn't be the movie it is without yeah. the level of violence and 
it's definitely important to the film. Yeah, I, agree I mean, with that. and you guys obviously found it pretty gruesome. Uh -huh. as, yeah. Oh, yeah, probably it's, it's even for like, a twenty-five-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just like most war movies you would see. It has yeah. to be violent, or yeah. else it yeah. won't. It doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, coming from like a medical background. Um, the, the realism is is insane, you know, not not only from like I'm gonna keep referencing the arm But you know from people getting shot and and you know Wade, you know cutting off the bleeding and they're using the, the equipment and the medicine like all that's all that's really really real and you know, it's it's hard to Represent that in movies, especially 1998. Yeah, 1998 mm -hmm. like it, it like like Greg as you said it, it it's it could be made today and yeah. it would look the exact same. It's because yeah. Spielberg did such a good job, not only in the realism of war, but the realism of uh, the physicality of war. Yeah, that's well said. And then, and then I want to uh, touch on something that you kind of almost got into. Uh, they kind of like when a soldier shot, like on the beach, especially like just how helpless they are. It's like the medic is with them, but honestly, like they kind of know. It's almost like they know that there's no chance and they're just yeah. wrapping like there's bullet wounds everywhere. They're, they're trying anyway. Trying to do anything, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's it's all it's all pointless. And, it, and it's a lot of time they reference like, oh, just give me more morphine. It's like they've already embraced the fact that they're going to die and it's just, there's nothing they can right. really do and, at all. And to continue off of that, Michael, I think, you're right, I think the level of violence that Spielberg chose definitely uh, for sure we can all agree on very much rooted in realism and i think it needs to be there because what it does is it emphasizes just how brave and courageous these men yeah. were like and like you said even the medics who were maybe tending to an injured person they knew it was a hopeless situation but they're still trying their best yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. as possible and so as i think wait, just, says, just give us a chance that's all we're asking is give us a yeah. chance yeah as they, you know as they finally stop the bleeding the sh and immediately bang get shot in the yeah. head yeah yeah i mean i don't think you know i i I think we're on the same page here. Like when you're watching D-Day, you're like, wow, this is amazing. This, this is so well made, but you're not like, wow, this is really cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh my, you're like, this is messed up. You're like, this yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Like war is terrifying. Like this is it's terrifying. Like, like this is awestruck. Like what? Yeah. Like, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, you know, for, for people that have never been in, you know, most people haven't been in that situation yeah, like that. No. That's yeah. This is like the closest thing, you know, that gets us to identifying with, mm -hmm. with what these soldiers went through. And it's, and Spielberg does such a great job. As you said, he doesn't, it's not a glorification of the violence. It's showing how terrifying and how real the violence was. And it makes the sacrifices he's, it, it, it just, it emphasizes how much the sacrifice that the soldiers um, displayed, yeah. you know, that much more. You know, talking about the, you know, we've really just been talking about the physicality of war, of, you know, the, the, the accuracy of the blood, you know, we just, as we just talked about, but the psychology that they, they, they showed really well, you know, the amount of people, you know, literally screaming for their moms, moms. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, sure. and that, and that's, that's the part that at least gets me every oh, time. Me yeah. too. I'm already, I'm tearing up right now. Yeah, Seriously. Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, deep, <laughs> deep down, you know, like her or not, you're a mama's boy. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Every, Absolutely. every guy's mama's boy, every mm -hmm. girl's a daddy's girl. Right. No doubt. So, yeah. and, and, and that's the thing that gets me is you know all is hopeless you know it, and now this is a very gr like grotesque situation that i will give but you know the one with the soldiers his yeah. guts are out oh, and he's yeah. just hands there and the blood's coming out and all you can hear him scream is mama mama oh, it's no. like, the fact that it's, that's your last thoughts before death is i just wish i could be held in my mom's arms again yeah, yeah. and that's and, you know i think spielberg did a really really good job you're showing not only the, the 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 true the realism of the physicality, but also the men mentality yeah. of work. So that's that, not, that's a lot. That's something that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, and that and that was one of those scenes where the guy, well, the scene you were just describing. That's where I was just hoping for a cutaway from that. But Spielberg stays on that for 
sure. you know, fairly long. And you're just like, man, I need a wide shot or just cut away from him. But he stays on it, obviously, to emphasize. in just, a little bit, actually. Yeah, and too. you're like, oh, my gosh, this is gut-wrenching. Yeah. Like, Poor choice of words. I, didn't mean, I did not mean yeah. that as a pun, but yeah. <laughs> this is tough. This is tough to watch, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then I, this is kind of a flashback. I just saw this in my notes. Uh, the D-Day scene, this is, as we were talking about, Tom Hanks' whole role in this D-Day scene. Um, one symbolic moment for me that I found was when he um, he takes off his he- or uh, he he loses his helmet and he grabs a helmet from the water and pours it out and bloody mm. water just yeah. comes out of the out of the helmet and he puts it back on and I really that's really oh. symbolic for like um, even amidst like his shaking he doesn't want to be here he kind of pours out all the the violence and kind of um, does what he needs to do even amidst obviously. The bloodied waters, you could say. Yeah, even gives the movie more groundedness and yeah, yeah. gritty realism. All right, Cole. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, good. Yeah, so, Cole, as our guest, I do got to, uh, you know, where I am going to rely on as a, as a history guy. Because right. um, I did hear some things about, you know, the history of D-Day, at least after. Um, do you know anything about, you know, we just said the water, the bloody water. Do you know anything about the, the length of how long... I don't know how long it was, but I know it was after the fact that it was still bloody for a yeah, while. Yeah, because I mean wow. that's what, that's why. And heard I think too. the beach was dyed or something it like was, that. The beach oh, was dyed geez. red, and like yep. they wow. said, uh, you know, the granted, I don't like granted. This is from what I've heard. Who even knows mm-hmm. this is right? But they said the amount of sharks that just came to Normandy, mm. oh, wow. the northern sharks, because yeah. there was already you know so much blood and yeah. and stuff. It's, it's it, it makes it again, but go wow, even after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about? Most heartbreaking scene or most difficult to watch? Well, I would say, well, I have like a thing about, I don't know if this isn't really heartbreaking, but there's that scene. It's just like real. There's a scene where they are up by the bunker on D-Day and um, the one dude's in there like saying mama. And then there's a guy that's like, just like looks at him. And he's just like picking up dirt, and he puts in his bag, and it's got all like the names oh, of yeah. so Horvath. Horvath's getting yeah. Horvath. Something Horvath is putting the, and you can see he's got one from Africa, he's got one mm-hmm. from France, he's got one from um, yeah. um somewhere else, and and oh Sicily. So he had Sicily, Africa, and and France. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a not heartbreaking, but I think that was like a, I I was kind of trying to say that a little bit. Again. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I want to say that. Do you? I, I didn't really. Do you yeah. guys have an interpretation of that scene? Like what Spielberg? It's I, it's like the the the. It's like you have somebody that's. Like a veteran of war, and then you have someone yeah, that's like, like the two sides of it. There's like right away, like all the people right away are like also scared. You see that yeah. in every war movie where it's like, like that. Yeah. I yeah. Like that. Um, uh, you know, a scene that really, you know, that was actually one of mine, but immediately, literally immediately after that, you know, when Horvath gets to sand, you know, he's searching a body and, you know, this is after the fact, everything's calmed down. They found a Hitler youth, uh, youth knife mm-hmm. and yeah. they said, oh, hey, look, Mellish, uh, you know, who was the Jewish soldier. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a youth knife. You can use these on, on the Nazis. And he goes, oh, thanks. You know, I've been wanting to kill one with these. And then he t- immediately turns around and starts bawling because he realized it's finally over. Like this, this whole hell we just went through for the yeah. past, whatever hours uh-huh. it's over and i do uh, a part of me well I, I cheer when uh just in that moment when they're in the camp looking through the dog tags and they have the american soldiers are leading a group of german soldiers through the camp and and mellish is showing his star david yeah he's just that. like you didn't i think he's saying you didn't which is i guess german it's for I'm, for jewish or i'm jewish yeah yeah i just i don't know it's just it's a small uh-huh. moment but it's, it's just kind of satisfying i was sort yeah. of cheer he's like he's bragging like, yeah he's like, like saying like hi, like yeah, yeah. Like, I wanna, yes, I'm Jewish, and he's just them. saying it right. Yeah, mocking yeah. them. If I could great move into like kind of same same thing, definitely one of like a, like a satisfying moment, but it's it's more dark and uh, interesting feeling that the movie kind of 
uh, arises in me is when, like, obviously they get up to the bunker after D-Day and they use the flamethrower and then the iconic line, let them burn. And it's kind of like part of you is like, oh, yeah, let them burn. And then part of you is like, that's that's not right. That's, right. And it's, you're kind of you're conflicted, conflicted yeah. definitely. And it's definitely it's definitely a a weird a weird feeling and yeah. uh, definitely Spielberg did a really good job and that's definitely probably one of the tendencies of war that someone that's, would feel. That's a great point, Michael. And I and I think that's what Spielberg is so great at doing um, because I found myself feeling the same way throughout the movie. You feel yeah, yeah. part of you is cheering, but then yeah, you feel it's, it's really conflicted at the same time because right. Um, so for me, the scene when. Medic Wade uh, gets shot when yeah, he gets killed and he's, and he's bleeding Ooh. out. That one is hard to watch. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, they just keep wiping the blood away and it just keeps coming. And, and then he that, says, and it doesn't and say he starts, more morphine. Yeah, he gets like, yeah. he gets three shots of yeah. morphine. Is, what does morphine do? So like, more, it numbs so, the pain, right? So yeah. morphine is a very, very powerful drug that we still use today. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's a pain medicine. And what we see is we use it more, you know, we use it in war because you can get it in a tiny little vial. Mm-hmm. One little vial lasts usually, you know, estimate about half half hour to a couple hours so they can last a long time but it's very like it's a very addictive you can overdose very quickly and actually i believe wade did get more than three he got four or five usually okay. usually it's two and hey after two man like He's you're probably asking for him. yeah and, like, and, and it's like it's that's that's that's, you know, that's that's one of the things that you know that's another one of the scenes that killed me was you know he knows you know as soon as he realized oh i got shot in the liver i'm dead mm-hmm. i don't know if yeah. you guys remember he says oh i'm in the liver like that's yeah, cause that's it. an organ you can't live without yeah so um he got shot there and he just said you know he, he, knew, he knew it was over. He yeah, said at least, and, and you can see it in Horvath's face, you know, and because Miller's like, I'm not doing it. Horvath's like, he's dead. He's saying, he, he basically says, fully. And the Make irony, this as painless yes. as the irony so of they're they're tending to the nurse, asking the guy yeah. who was shot what to do. Right, they're also helpless. And that's and, another thing is is yeah. he says, what do you do, Wade? And he goes, where am I shot? How deep is it? Where is it at? Did it go through my back? And it's yep. just like he's still thinking about, you know, obviously it's himself, but his mind is still going, hey, I can save something. You know, yeah. and it, it yeah. might not even be himself. He's just like I said, and that's the thing that kills me is uh, he has that mentality of I'm still going to help. Even if it's myself, I'm going to help until the mm-hmm. very last second. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And then, and then I just want to throw in there, I, I think it's a scene we can't, I, I didn't choose it because I thought someone else was going to say it, but we cannot forget the uh, the scene of up him on the staircase crying, yeah. unable to go into the room oh, and you just yeah. hear yeah, that through yeah. the door. That's, mm-hmm. oh, it's that's another, one of the most... That's another to t- watch scenes. It yeah, is. He's a real poor guy in just a big world. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. feel so bad for him. Yeah. It's, the whole it's, movie. Like, it's like, you're like, do something. But on another level, you're conflicted because you understand where he's, he's, he's a translator. He, he doesn't right. want to be not, there. Right. He's yeah. a translator yeah. and an like, author. Yeah. His band of brothers. What's, what's the book called? He's a, he wrote he didn't. So he and didn't write Band of Brothers, but he wrote. He was writing a book about brotherhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're all brotherhood. making fun of him. Like yeah, what do you know about brotherhood? And he, yeah, yeah. And he's of course the guy when Miller, Tom Hanks' character, is recruiting him at the beginning. He's the one that's fumbling and dropping yeah. his helmet yeah. and like, yeah. and he even says like, "I've never carried a gun really before. You know, I haven't carried a gun since basic training." So clearly, he's just not suited for those kind of combat situations, and that. And Michael and I were talking about that scene as well. Upham is crying on the stairs. He just can't bring himself to action, and. Meanwhile, Mellish, that's another sad scene when Mellish is getting stabbed by the oh, German soldier yeah. Yeah. because Mellish is saying to him, he's pleading to him, he's saying like, 
no one else is around. Like, we don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and he just but, slowly drives, oh, he just slowly drives the knife in his chest. And, and it's each, oh, it's, each oh, inch it's, it goes yeah. deeper. You think, oh, it's up. I'm going to come in. It's going to save him. And it just, it just never, no, no one I comes. find that scene maybe the most heartbreaking yeah, scene. It's, it's definitely the Wade, hardest to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think we can all agree how great this movie is mm-hmm. and how important this movie is. Um, how rewatchable is it? Like, kind of a different question. You know what I mean? Like, how, yeah. how rewatch? Like, for me, this is not a movie that I'm going to put on in the background while I'm doing dishes. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, if yeah. I'm watching this movie, there's got to, it's, it's going to be an occasion because this, this movie is an experience to me. Like, you have to just experience yeah. it. So, I don't know what, uh, I think, cool I think you can rewatch it. It's just like, I think if you rewatch it, you kind of have to look, look for the deeper meanings of things. Like within this movie, because like you know what's gonna happen then. That's the bad thing about watching movies over and over, is you know what happens. Like obviously we. Yeah, and it takes away like from a lot of the, the suspenseful yeah. scenes. Yeah, but yeah. but the good thing is you see new things. Yeah, which yeah. Makes, exactly. Which yeah. makes it you know. I caught yeah. something yeah. the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to. Here's my input on it. Um, although it's an extremely hard watch, I, I feel like it is. It is rewatchable mm-hmm. just because of the. The historical act- accuracy and the the wide array of themes like brutality of warfare, murder, murder of the innocent, mm-hmm. uh, self sacrifice, struggle with human morality, and then the pure terror of violence and all these things. I mean, as Colin was saying, you can notice a different theme and follow a different theme with each, each watch, and its historical accuracy makes it all the more potent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, this is, this movie is not John Wick 4. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. It's not that type of violence. It's not video game violence. It's in your face violence. It's real. So yeah. It's real. And uh, so for me, yes, it is rewatchable, but there has to be an occasion. Yeah, I like so what I, you said. For, You're not going to be putting it on in, on the background exactly. studying for your physiology. That's exactly things. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> like there are certain bands that I listen to that if I'm listening to their music, I am just listening to their music. I'm not doing anything else. It's not yep. background music. Yep. You know, important bands like Beatles, Led Zeppelin, but anyway. Yeah. I don't want to digress too much, but so, Spencer, what do you so think? So my, my hot take is every American should be forced to watch this movie. I agree. Every American should like be forced implemented to in like a school system? It should be implemented. Now, now the age, that's, that, that's yeah. a different story. Maybe American history, but every American should be forced to watch this movie because of the historical accuracy of D-Day and how important that is to our, you know, our, our country's, um, you know, freedom. Um, and, you know, the first time I actually saw this, you know, a uh, fun thing, you know, uh, Gregson, you know, this came out in 1998. I was actually just a couple months old when this came out. So when I did see it, it was in the, you know, the early 2000s. Um, and, this, as well as Band of Brothers, is always on around Memorial Day. Um, this is before, you know, now it's on Netflix. You know, this is before we had d- even DVRs. The Blu-ray was the brand new thing type yep. of thing. Um, and, you know, first time I saw it, it was it was Memorial Day. You know, my dad sat all of us boys down. We watched Saving Private Ryan. We watched Band of Brothers again. Not only for the fact of, hey, remember what this is, but, hey, this could be you one day, man. Yeah. Like, you better grow up a little bit, um, as well as... You know, you know, and, and every boy grew up with army men, right? Mm-hmm. So every yeah, boy yeah. wants to see the army men and the GI Joes, the army men, the tanks, the helicopters. And then you see that and you're just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore type of thing <laughs> yeah. because yeah. Of, of the, of, but it's like I said, you, everyone, you have to watch it. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Like these movies have always made me want to, like, obviously it makes you not want to go to war, but at the same time, it's like, it'd be cool. But like, yeah, you see, the, your, you see the, uh, 
like the importance of self sacrifice. Yeah, uh-huh. you yeah it makes that. you yeah. like I want to be want, that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you see these wonderful examples of guys that are selfless, as Michael mm-hmm. said, who are setting you know themselves aside for the sake of their duty and their greater mission. Right. Yeah, and it's an extremely selfless act. Um, is there a character that you guys identify more with? Yes. Or is there a character you'd want to be more I like think, in some way? Yeah, I mean, if me and I think Colton, we have the same answer. Did you did you choose Jackson for this one? No, no. Okay, so I'll, I'll start <laughs> it off. I chose Jackson. So Jackson, the the sniper. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I I just I love I love the reading of uh, the scripture before each shot, and it's just and uh, although he's like the fan favorite because oh it's like sniper like you have the iconic <laughs> American sniper and just like how like Americans want to be that guy that's just plucking people off but I I want to go a little more deeper uh in the in the chapel when uh everyone can't sleep and 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 then you it pans over to Jackson he's he's fast asleep and they're like how can he do that and someone says I I don't know who says inner peace <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. he has a clean conscience and uh his ability to implement uh what his religion uh, and also my religion has implement to his ability to implement that into his his commitment is what makes him have a clear conscience and that's a concept that can be applied to anyone's real life if you have if you are able to apply your morals to what you do every day you are going to be able to sleep well and I I think that's really important and it's well said yep oh uh, I think I identify as with up 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 me yep. too Upen. well like. I'm pretty, like, when I used to play airsoft when I was younger, <laughs> I would always, like, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go hit everybody today. Yeah. And then I would just never, I would always yeah. just, like, be hiding behind a tree, and then I'd always die. Like, something like that. That's how I kind of, like, that's what I thought of when I. He was a scaredy cat. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I do agree with what Michael said. Like, yeah. I do probably identify as that within, like, my religious beliefs. Yeah, I mean, stuff. there's definitely a, all the wide array of characters. Mm-hmm. There's definitely an s- aspect of each character that yeah. you that can you could relate to. Yeah. 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 Yep. Spencer? So my favorite, um, I, I don't know, because you know, I, I probably said his name a hundred times, but is Wade. You know, coming back from a medical background, you know, I always, you know, being one of my good friends, we always said if we do, do go into the military, um, you know, I would sacrifice myself as a medic because I do love, you know, studying the human body and, you know, and that and the realism of, you know, what we saw with the dog tags, you know, um, the, the, just the respect he has not only for the war, but for, you know, the person. You know, whether it's saving the life or respecting their death of the dog tag or, you know, even like we said, himself with his death. So that I I feel like that's the person who I relate to the most and who, you know, I would be, wouldn't want to be more of is that more um, you before me type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, I'm right. I'm right there with you. I said, uh, well, I said up them. And I also said Wade. I couldn't decide between the two. But I, to me, those two are, um, I think they're the most compassionate, most human I don't want to say the most human, most compassionate um, characters because they see the human, they see the value of human life. Um, And they are, you know, they're not just dog tags, they're lives, you know, behind those dog tags. Um, And I think you see a couple examples throughout the movie where Upham and Wade both see the value and dignity of all life. Yeah. And I would love to think that if I was in that situation, I would still be able to do that because that's how I try to live my life every yeah. day. Um, there's a scene where Upham, they spare the German soldier because of Upham's pleading. Not, and that's in, it and kills you. It does. It does because it like, leads to, I a want tra- this dude dead, but like, but it leads to, a, yeah, it leads to a tragic uh, conclusion. Another one, another one that yeah. conflicting. Yeah. It's another conflicting. Yeah. Which, 
again, Spielberg is, is great at doing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, if I was up, I'm, I, I would hope I could see the humanity even in the enemy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Spare his life. Spare yeah, his life. It's yeah. almost like the, the cartel. At that point, he was defenseless. Dig, dig the grave. Yeah. You're like, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can get behind this, but oh, he yeah. deserves it. He shot. Yeah. yeah. But, but I like what Spencer said about Wade being very others-centered. So, and I'd like to think that, you know. So since you and Colton both picked up him, what are your guys' thoughts on him shooting that German soldier oh, at the end? Because I'm that. curious. That's a great. I loved it because he did make that decision to, like, he made the decision to spare his life, but then he realizes how bad he actually is, and I think he... Yeah, I, I, I like, like it. It's, it's, it's like a true true justice. Like, I gave you the chance. Now, yeah. now you've... Now you need to suffer. It is. It is. I... I I like the scene, but I think it's uh, I think bad. it's a tra it's kind of yeah. a tragic moment too because yeah. I, and I like how Spielberg keeps the camera on Upham and it doesn't really show him getting your shot. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. because I think it's it's more about what has happened to Upham throughout the course of this war. Like he has maybe even had to, you know, um, I guess reflect upon what his yeah. morals are and maybe his morals have been challenged of his innocence. Yeah, in yeah, and so I think it's it's I think it's sad and I think it's tough for him to shoot that. German soldier yeah. at yeah. the end. And I'm glad the camera just stays on his face because he's not grinning, you know, yeah. maniacally as he's, as he's killing him. He's, you know what I mean? He looks it's sad. Like, it's, it's I, I had to do this. Yeah, he felt like he had to do it out of, out of um, justice, justice or respect for, yeah, because I, I believe. for the lives. Yeah. yeah, because I think, because I think that German soldier who, who on I like Willie. Steamboat Willie, because uh, it's yes, an old yeah, Mickey Willie, Mouse yeah. cartoon. Yep. Yeah. Um, because he's referencing all these, you know, mm -hmm. uh, typically American yeah, things. But interesting and you really see, yeah. But he's one of the guys that is shooting at Captain Miller at the yeah, end. And yeah. so Upham feels like out of duty and respect for Miller, he has to and shoot I, this I, German. It's, it's a really interesting uh, scene when he, he, he sees Upham. He's, like, almost happy. He's like, Upham, like, yeah, 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 I'm not in danger. And then it's. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, all right, so moving along here. Um you know, much like with the Shining discussion, we said there's no one really that can replace Jack Nicholson. I know it would be really tough to replace Tom Hanks in this role, but does anybody have any ideas? Uh, I, I, who else, I didn't who else could be? So hard. You didn't find it too tough? Who <laughs> well, else could be in the Tom Hanks role? Yeah, I mean, Michael? Obviously, wanna... I would say Tom Hanks is the best for this role. Yeah. But here is some, uh, you can interpret it however you want, fun or like another, just a wide array of actors. First, uh, my favorite actor of all time is Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, throw him in the Tom Hanks role. Uh, with the recent, I haven't seen it yet, but the recent Covenant movie, mm. uh, movies like Jarhead, you see him in the militaristic war, and you know he can do it. Uh, and I think he's really good at portraying emotions. I don't know if I would necessarily, it would necessarily have to be the Tom Hanks role, but I would love to see a, a Jake Gyllenhaal-type character somewhere in this movie. And then I had Andrew Lincoln. Uh, those of you who don't know, he plays Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead. Another good leader, uh, good at portraying emotions. And then I have Christian Bale, Russell Crowe, and Denzel Washington. All, all these are definitely masculine figures, definitely uh, prominent male actors, and I feel like they could all take over the Tom Hanks role. And then honorable mention, I threw in uh, Andrew Garfield as Corporal Upham, which if you've seen Shawshank, he would just be perfect for that role. Good choices. Andrew Garfield. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Um, I would... I said if it was made in 2023, I would choose Leonardo DiCaprio, and like like a, like an older, older yeah, yeah, because like he's older now. But like back then, obviously you can't do that. 
And then, but if it was then, I would say Mel Gibson or Harrison Ford. Hmm. Yeah, I like I like yeah, Mel Gibson. Like Mel Gibson, like the patriotic. Yeah, like, those are good choices. Guys. Those are good yeah. choices. I like Har- I like Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah, me that's too. Me too. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to get over the uh, Indiana Jones stigma. Yeah, that's <laughs> short. I will say yeah. um, Solo. there is a there is a movie, and it was a, such a small movie Harrison Ford was in, but he played a. Oh, we'll get it wrong. It was a communist submar- submarine um, captain, and he killed it. Like, to the point where it's like, oh. this isn't Harrison Ford. Was it the K-19 Widowmaker yes. movie? Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. And you're just like, this isn't Indiana Jones. You're like, oh, my God, this, <laughs> right. is, a, this is a communist. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so me being the insane person I am, you know, when I when I think of recasting one person, I'm like, I got to recast everyone. So I'll do, the, I'll do Tom Hanks first, you know. Um, Everyone, you guys all had great, great, you know, um, options for for Tom Hanks. Um, I, I I had two guys. One I'm I think would be really good is Liam Neeson. Um, one that I would be very very curious because he wants to do more of these roles. I want to shove him in there and see how he does. Is actually Chris Evans. Oh. He wants to play more of those series. I know you laugh because you're like no, it's Captain America. I, I don't. I don't but, but but I don't know if you've seen. Oh, I, man, that I forget. Would, that could I forget. Work. I forget what movie it's called. It's with him and Ryan Gosling. And Gray guy on Netflix. Oh, Gray Man. The Gray Man. Gray man the Gray yeah. Man. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and and Chris Evans plays a psychopath. And you're yeah. like, this yeah. is. Chris Evans, and so it's like I would love to see him playing that dark, yeah, heroic. Because he, I mean, obviously, we saw it with Captain America being the leader, but it's like, okay, can you bring that darkness of war? And then are you gonna are you gonna throw in your wit that you uh, you talk to me about the uh, whole America's ass? Or oh yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I was going to say, you know, you have to throw in America's ass yeah. from from. Um, you know, from Captain Avengers, America, yeah. from Avengers, they call Chris Evans, you know, because they have a, a big zoom in on his butt and they call him, America, <laughs> oh, he's America's ass. Everyone's going to think of Chris Evans. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have to throw America's ass in there to be in that, in that, in that purely patriotic role. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, other people I had, um, you know, like I said, because I'm insane, um, Private Ryan, <laughs> Private Ryan, I have Cole Sprouse. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, are Riverdale yeah. fans. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's, he's younger. He yeah. has that look, and, you know, he's not in there a whole lot. Um, Sergeant Horvath, I actually have Tom Hardy. I love Ooh. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, he's my favorite actor That's of good. all time. Uh, Private Ryben, Ben Affleck, adding more stardom to it. Uh, Private Jackson, uh, Ryan Gosling. Ooh. Yeah, I feel that's like he'd be I that real because we saw that. Uh, you see that in Grammy. Oh. He's a quiet hero, and he, he, huh. you might be thinking maybe right. Um, I actually have Jake Gyllenhaal as um, <laughs> Private Mellish because you have to throw him in there somehow. Yeah, I mean he's too good. I, I, could you argue uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in, in that sniper role as well? I, yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. But I'm really looking at Jake Gyllenhaal with the beard, the facial hair yeah. like Mellish has. Yeah. Um, uh, Caparzo, who's Vin Diesel. I have Leo DiCaprio. So you know what Colton said. If this with, movie had the Leo. An unlimited budget, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you think about it, if, you, if it's made today, um, with the cast that had, like that was yeah, an all-star cast. Mm. Like, if you remade that movie with the same cast, you you can't. You There's can. not enough yeah. money. Yeah. In the no, you can. Yeah. Um, actually, I threw Matt Damon back in there, an older <laughs> Matt Damon as uh, medic ward, okay. um, and for Upham, Colton, you said it best, Andrew Garfield. All I right. said that. Oh, said that. sorry, Mike. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, but Andrew Garfield. Um, you know, playing playing up him. That I, that's just. I that, like, does that just go? Does that just refer to you as Hacksaw Ridge? Yeah, is that why? Yeah. Yeah. In that in that role, I just I I was getting. I literally thought it was Andrew Garfield. He reminds me so much of Andrew Garfield, and that the that innocence. role, like even in like you see it in like the Spider Man, just like 
that I don't know. It's just that character would fit Andrew Garfield yeah. perfectly. Um, I had who else could be in the Tom Hanks role? I'm saying John Krasinski from The Ooh, Office. Jim from The Office. I like yeah. that a lot. And yep. I think and I think what it goes back to is Tom Hanks is an everyman kind of guy. Yeah, everybody likes him. Most yep. people like and him. And then uh, He's the, quiet, the Quiet Place too. Yeah, yeah. and John Krasinski. He exudes the same kind of vibe as Tom Hanks, in yeah. my in my opinion. He can do comedy, he can do drama. He's relatable, and just like the Tom, just like Tom Hanks in this movie, Tom Hanks is a quiet leader who commands respect without having to be a hard ass. And I feel like yeah. John Krasinski could fill a similar role. Like John Krasinski, I don't think John Krasinski would play a good hard ass, and he doesn't need to. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he could be a character that uh, just commands, you know. Uh, Respect, just in, in a quiet way. Yeah, he's just an, he's an everyman. And then you have that. Uh, if anyone's seen a quiet place, you have that yep. self-sacrifice. Kind yeah. Of, oh, yeah. totally, totally. That's a great movie. So who, we got a we got a fun award here. So who gets the that guy award? So this is for the guy whom you recognize that seems to pop up in movies, in various movies or shows, or a guy that you forgot or didn't know was in this movie. And I have to be honest, I got this idea from uh, another movie podcast called The Rewatchables. Um, our, our competitors. <laughs> I said... Um, Colton, what do you think? I said Vin Diesel, because I, ah, I, I didn't know he yeah. was in the movie. I didn't either, and I didn't recognize him not behind the wheel of a fast car. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then so. I, I was looking through a, a bunch of letterbox uh, comments on the movie, and everyone's like, I flipped out when I saw Vin Diesel. I never realized Vin Diesel was in this I movie. I totally forgot. It's like, yeah. when you see him, you're like, wait, what? Vin Diesel? What? Yeah, right, right. Uh, I had... I had um, I'm surprised... Neither of you chose. Side Brian Cranston. Uh, yeah, he's obviously he's in it for like like a f- like three frames. He's like in <laughs> it for like ten seconds, just as a uh, a war department uh, colonel. Officer. Okay. Yeah, yep. and then um, he's obviously famous for Breaking Bad as Walter White, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, and <laughs> then also Drive. Yeah, I picked. Uh, I actually picked Paul Giamatti mm-hmm. um, because he plays Sergeant Hill. So for those, you know, he's one of those guys where you're like, "Who?" And then you see him, you're like, "Oh, hey!" Um, but those, that's the that's the guy, the Sergeant Sergeant Hill. They came to when they got to uh, Ramel to find um, to find Ryan. So they were that he was that sergeant. You know, complained about, "Oh, my ankles hurt. I need to sit down." That's yeah. Paul Giamatti, and you know, he like again, who? Oh, hey, it's it's Paul. Someone so, wanna. He's the one who uh, like ran out ammunition and like threw his gun at a. At no, that's uh, that was Horvath, that was Horvath I think, oh, okay. right? Yeah, 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 yeah that was Tom Sizemore's character. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you guys say? Um, you know, without and and it's very possible you've heard interviews with Steven Spielberg about this movie, but um, what would you identify as the overall theme or mission statement of this movie? What was Spielberg trying to achieve by making this movie, Colton? What would you say? Uh, I would go with a sacrifice or like individual life kind of yeah. like that theme of like put your life in front of somebody else like yeah. Yeah. put their life in front of you but like indirectly like yeah there's, yeah. there's better put, things than you yes, out there type exactly, thing. Yeah. Exactly. it's bigger than you yeah mm-hmm. I, I think that shows throughout the whole entire movie especially with so self-sacrifice when, uh, and michael yeah, self-sacrifice especially with like the captain miller scene where he's talking to um Ryben before he's he's gonna he's trying to desert them or whatever he's like if you want to go i'll put your papers in with all that stuff and he, yeah i think then he kind of changes his mind he's like you know i should stay here and mm. fight yeah for this man like i don't care who he is but it's another life you gotta yeah. save him yeah uh yeah i definitely agree with colton but i'm gonna go with something else i i had the the cruelty of warfare mm-hmm. um obviously the entire film is melancholy and there's really there's really no long lasting periods of happiness i if, right. if at all any, 
it's kind of just the same tone of gloominess over the whole movie. Even even at the end, it's like Ryan's the only person that really survived out of like the main cast. I mean, the only person you get to see, and it's really not not gratifying for the viewer and the whole movie. And um, definitely. Um, yeah, just the death comes in all fashions. Uh, people die who don't want to die. The screaming for their mother, and people die who do want to die. In the in that which uh, arises in someone asking for more morphine, like just let me die already. It's it's just death, mm-hmm. and yeah. it just it sh- it it shows cruelty of warfare in all different ways. Spencer, if you don't mind, do you mind if I interject? Yeah, real quick? Just because Michael pretty much stole the words right out of my yeah. mouth. That was that was really well said. I I think Spielberg's trying to do a couple things here, and I think one is to show that, yes, the violence of war is ugly and it's terrifying. Um, as we've said multiple times already, the, you know, this movie is not about the glorification of violence. It's not saying, like, ooh, war looks like, a, you know, he's not saying war looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying that it is ugly and it is hard. It is a tough reality. It's a gritty reality. Um, I find myself, when I'm watching this movie, like, Unlike other action movies, and I don't call this necessarily an action movie, but in an action movie, I'm anticipating and looking forward to the next scene of yeah. action. In this one, I'm not. I'm kind of yeah, filled with a, like a, really interesting. You know, I'm kind of filled with like a little bit of dread, and yeah. like I'm a little nervous. Like, oh my gosh, like this, what, what terrible violence am I going to see in the next scene? Yeah, you know. And I think he made it very realistic for a reason, and he did a great job of doing that. And I think it was necessary, as I said before, um, to to really emphasize just how big the, the sacrifice was that the soldiers put forth. Um, and it just, it, it enhances uh, and really drives the point home how brave and courageous they were. So I think he does it to, to show the realism of war, but also to honor uh, the veterans. Yep. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, you, guys, you, know, you guys said everything that you know, I wanted to say, but you know, the last thing I actually have down here on, that, on, that, um, on this question was, um, the psychology of war with decision making of uh, uh, decision making in war. The you know what we saw with Upham, what we saw with um, you, know, you know the humane part of war that we've been seeing. Of hey, these are just people. You know, uh, Spielberg does a really good job. You know, showing the realism of war, but you know, hey, these are just regular dudes who are either signed up or were told to be here. Yeah. And you know, there's there outside of the movie they have lives they have families you know the fact that it's more than just shooting guns killing Mm -hmm. people capturing a bridge saving a person but you know there's all these humane decisions uh, you know like we saw with upham we Mm -hmm. saw with miller um you know hey we're going to charge this um charge that 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 bunker um, with the the machine gun, and then Wade dies, and he's like, "Oh crap!" He starts crying. He goes, "Was this the right decision?" Type yeah. of thing. That, you know, yeah. that you know, he shows a good job of showing that humane decision making in war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah, just the whole. It's it's more than just a numbers game. I feel like yep. that's that's something that's presented throughout the whole film. It's the questioning of the soldiers. We're doing we're sacrificing all these men for one guy, and it's like, no, you're this is this is what war is. This is bigger than yourself. This is we're doing this for this cause. It doesn't really matter, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. Tom Hanks says, you know, wouldn't you want to go home? Type of thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's not it's not a trade off ten to one. It's it's just it's a different mission. It's something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, best quote from the movie. Uh, to be? I can't directly <laughs> say it. Like I didn't. Obviously, I can't directly say it. But it's when Jackson's talking about how he could go kill Adolf Hitler. Like, and if he's within one one mile of Adolf Hitler, he could kill him. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. 
the war will be over. That's what oh, he yeah. says. I love that quote. Just yeah. like yeah. he's like so cocky about it. He's yeah. like, I'm the best sniper ever. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, just funny. That. it's funny because I like almost memorized that scene because I like that. <laughs> Captain, may I speak up? You see, guys, this is the man I like. He goes, Sir, I believe God gave me these God gifted talents and you aren't making me use them correctly. Put me one one mile away from Adolf Hitler. I'm ending <laughs> yeah. this war. And you're that's like, it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. America, baby. That's America. Awesome. <laughs> and it's the, like, the, it's like, you know, you've seen Jackson. You know he could do that too. You know yeah. he's not lying. Yeah. Um, I had, obviously, in my opinion, the most important line of the movie, which is uh, just the, the the Captain Miller at the end when it is dying, his last words, he says, earn this, oh, earn yeah. it. Yep. And it's just, and it's like, it, it poses the question, I mean, when you finally understand, like, further why, why it, uh, Ryan was on his knees crying, shaking. It's like, can you imagine having to live up for to all these men died in your name and having to live up to having to live a life fulfilling of that i mean i I can't even imagine that yeah that's That's a great quote yeah and you know it's so hard just to pick one because there's Mm. so many memorable things said in this movie so i'm gonna try to do mine and um in an order of how it came in the movie, but starting from the beginning of, of Tom Hanks saying, I'll see you on the beach. You know, Hey, <laughs> you know, Hey guys, let's get ready to roll. I, you know, I'll see you on the beach. And then you, you know, you know, especially we see it the first time you're like, Oh, that you would kind of wish you didn't want to say that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, after at, when they're on the beach and this one kind of, I don't know if it makes me chuckle as in like, Hey, that was kind of, you know, weird to say at this time um but um when someone says captain what's the rallying point and he says anywhere but here and he just yeah. gets up and runs forward i'm yeah. just like yeah. oh that's kind of a weird way you know weird <laughs> time to say that yeah and then of course jackson's uh jackson's prayer i don't have to read it but that is the whole prayer and and the verses that he says oh, as, yeah. and as well as it's a simple you know when they're all screaming alamo i don't know why i like that so much i think it's because when we played airsoft guns growing up like colton you said <laughs> uh we actually called our base alamo and Every time someone went <laughs> yeah. bad, we were we got from Private Ryan. We start screaming Alamo. Next thing you hear a bunch of kids screaming Alamo, go back to Alamo. <laughs> so I like that. I like that one. Oh, that one a lot too. That's great. Um, I said a line from Private Ryan, Matt Damon's character. After they find him, he refuses to go with them. He doesn't want to leave, and he's talking about his his mother, who is now without three of her sons. He says, "You can tell her that when you found me, talking about Miller." I was with the only brothers I had left and that there was no way I was deserting them. I think she would understand that. That's a great, I love that's that. a great line. Yeah. That's yeah. a great line. Like the whole that. self-sacrifice. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it says, it says it's set, all, all it needs. Absolutely. You, can't, you don't even need to explain absolutely. it. Absolutely. He also sure. says something like right after that, he's like, or it's like within that, he's like, um, he says something about how it's like, what do I deserve to, why do I deserve yeah. to leave? Oh, and they everyone don't, else can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Why do that I get same to leave? Sense of yeah, that exact quotes. Like, Absolutely, it's and then powerful. It, I think yep. it, it like pans over to like the the out the soldiers in the outfit, and they're like, "That's exactly what we've been saying." But the yeah. fact that it now comes from Ryan himself, yeah. it's like, "Yeah, okay, now now you have a reason to stand by that." Right. Sure. Let's move into our kind of closing portion. Um, if we could give the movie a rating out of ten, or Thought of a fun idea since we're in a school. Uh, we could give it a letter grade if you. So whatever you prefer, if you guys want to give are it. We a gonna, are we going to do the uh, favorite piece of memorabilia? Are we? Um, do you want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, so, what piece of memorabilia would you want from the movie, Colton? Oh, but I said either um, the Jackson sniper or Caparzo's yeah. letter to. I, I had yeah. both those two. That's a good one. So I had those two, and then I had. Uh, I don't know how I had the soldier's arm 
Uh, I just think that would be because it's just so interesting. Like, just that prop of thinking of like the prop of that arm. Just imagine having that like in a case. Of, like, so I thought I thought something really weird because I'm thinking like again the whole realism. If I was there, I'm like, why would you want a real arm? That doesn't make yeah. any. Why would you want an arm? That doesn't make any sense. What are you gonna do with it? But yeah, that making sense. It's a prop. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not not like a yeah. No, that'd be pretty. And then I also had a, a helmet. And then mm. I, I just like the the symbolism. I don't know if any of you can explain this, but just the uh, they had it over um, the grave of just like the gun with like the helmet over the gun. Like, the, what does that symbolize? Is that the? Um, I believe it's the the unknown soldier. Okay, I think. So is it like soldier. like a retirement of like your weapon and like your your helmet? Yeah. Your helmet. Because you don't know who's dead. Like, yeah. yeah, could be. Yeah. I li- I just really like that symbol. Hmm. Um, so before before I say mine, uh, the Caparza letter, letter. One thing I wish we actually did get to see in the movie was what he the wrote. Yeah, you, see, like like a, you, can, you kind of see like maybe a sentence. You see the beginning, yeah, it's like mom it's, and dad, something, something, something yeah, like yeah, the. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and, and you I never, and sadly, like you never got enough of his character to really show who he was. But you know, yeah. he did pull that hard, hard ass Italian. I think from New he York. could be yeah, a yeah. great character in this yeah. movie. Like, yeah, and it's running like, with like a machine gun or something, yeah. just and, slaughtering people. And you would think, you would think, like, what did he write? Because you know, it had to be heartfelt, like heartfelt. Some yeah. like, they all had those the, letters, uh, though, if you if you notice, every single person mm-hmm. that would die, that everyone mm-hmm. would pick out a letter. Yeah, the, the letter it, to mom I'd assume dad. that's yeah. something within the war. Like, you everyone must, had their letter. Yeah, because you, yeah, so you, write, you write the loved ones, and then there's nowhere to mail it until yeah. maybe you get to a base. So you just keep it on you. And, you know, I'm going to write, write a letter to my wife, and we'll write it, put in there, mom there, you know, yeah. son yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but... Memorabilia, I have a couple. Uh, the Hitler Youth Knife that um, Mellish got, you know, yeah, hey, you always wanted this. Um, and that that and the history behind the Youth Knife um, would be really interesting, that you know, to observe. Um, I have actually have Private Jackson's necklace. You know, every time he shoots it, he kisses it, yeah, right? So You said that, Mr. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and another one was actually Sergeant Horvath's sand. So I like how you brought that up, Colton, because um, the sand, because, um, like, let's face facts, I'm probably not going to leave the country. So it would be it would have been cool to have sand from Africa, sand from France, San from Sicily. So those are the things I would like and to take. The tag along with it all come. It always comes back to the Dark Knight. Uh, I don't. Know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this scene in the Dark Knight. I've seen it like fifteen times, so I obviously do. Uh, it would have been. I think this would have been amazing if they showed like, like um, like a little reading of the letter over like a kind of like the soldiers like I don't know like walking or something like kind of in the Dark Knight. You get the dear dear uh, Bruce. Let me be clear. Uh, I'm going to marry Harvey Dent, and then you have that whole letter reading. And then, mm-hmm. if you had something like him reading his his uh, letter to his dad, it would add a lot to his character, and kind of it would definitely be an emotional scene. And I think that would have been a, a great decision, but obviously. See, I also, yeah. I also like how they don't do it because Spielberg does a good job of trying to leave. I don't know if you guys are, there's not a lot of music in the movie unless yeah. it's transferring back, it's kind of understated, back to the yeah. future or, you yeah. know, what we saw with, you know, the, the women typing out the letters. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, I agree with that. That would be really yeah. interesting. But no problem. It's like, it would take the, the, he's trying the realism. So I'd be curious to see, you know, what would happen, yeah. you know? Because yeah. it's like, how would that, would that change it from more realism to just like, yeah. hey, it's a war movie? Yeah, you're right. I think, so, in, yeah. I think in all the combat scenes, I, I think there's no music present Mm-mm. in the actual combat scenes. So you got the visuals suggesting the realism of war, but you also have the, you know, the sounds of, of war as well. Yeah, so yeah. Michael, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? That's, that's, that's the thing about yeah. now, you're like, oh, yeah. I can see you're, like <laughs> thinking, you're thinking hard. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't really even pick up, because I feel like a lot of directors use um, music as kind of a, uh, like a sub, cue. subconscious even. Like, yeah. 
you don't kind of cue the audience it, to, yeah. or, or so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with that, but I'm going to, I'm going to still stand yeah. by. Okay. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. It, it could go either. Obviously, yeah. the Spielberg probably even, there's probably a clip of that somewhere that he probably tried that. He probably tried yeah. a million different things and obviously he didn't like how it turned out. So, so I'm going to say, uh, actually Spencer took mine and that's okay. Uh, what piece <laughs> of memorabilia? Jackson's cross. Yeah. yeah. Jackson's cross. All right, so moving into the uh, movie. Can I, can I say a quick, oh, uh, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go I have it. a quick, like, fact. Sure. Or, like, not there a fact, but, like, a little fun, like, kind of, like, a thing I want to point yeah. out. Yeah, In the, um, like, the final scene where you see Private Ryan, like, saluting, in the background, there's another cross, and it has a little black thing on it. But it's in this, re- I think it's referring to Jackson's thumb. Oh. J- if you notice, Jackson's thumb has a little black mark on it. Oh, wow. Like, right oh, on wow. the top of it, there's a little black, like, I don't know. I don't know what you. Yeah, really. Like Did a his research. Or Interesting. And yeah. Then you see that. Like it even if it even like solos onto his hand when he's sniping somebody. Uh, so I'll have to pay attention. Oh, to that next that looks time. like I looks. Yeah. I'm watching it again this weekend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so movie rating out of ten, or you could do a letter grade, percentage grade. Like I said, since we're in out a, of a in hundred, school, out of a yeah. percentage grade out of a hundred. So, cool. Uh, eight point six. Eight point so eighty six percent. Okay. Eighty six percent. Why? Uh, I I don't know. I don't it's really give. In I don't really give. <laughs> we all like, got that gut feeling. I don't yeah. really give movies like that high ratings. But then I don't want. I don't really like to give movies high ratings because it's like there's no such thing as a perfect movie. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, but I'm not like gonna like. I'm not gonna say it's flaws. Like I don't know what its flaws are. Yeah, but it's like. So you're saying like it just. So you're saying like B B minus. Is that? I would, no, I would give it an A. Like I. I guess the 86 is probably wrong, but I would give okay. it like an A. Give it an A. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. a really okay. good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm at I'm 8.8, 8, which on, yeah, it's hard to, because <laughs> basically being a 0%, I mean, it's not really something you see often right. on like a right. grading scale. So, like, we'll just say like a movie, like a, a terrible movie would be a 0 and this movie would be all the way up to an 8.8, 8, like a high B plus. But okay. I would I would consider it an A movie, and it definitely is my favorite, my new favorite war movie. And just just because of I mean all the stuff we talked about, like it's hard to find a flaw in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't honestly think there's anything wrong with it, other than there's certain like aspects that couldn't be that I like to see in movies that couldn't be portrayed without the movie coming off completely differently so that's what, i think yeah. it did what that's it was well intending said. to do perfectly i agree but it's yep. not like my favorite genre of movie therefore it can't be oh. my favorite movie 100 percent. so that's why i actually gave this two two gradings gave it a war grading and then yeah. i gave it yeah a yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. yeah so my yeah. my uh war grading as i said earlier i think this should be implemented as a curriculum in classrooms yeah so yeah. obviously you know for for war it's gonna be a 9.4 um wow. because that's good so accurate it needs to be yes it needs to be studied not only for historical accuracy but you know, the whole aspect that this is war um you know movie you know michael i agree with what you said and Colin, what you said with movies because you know obviously it's not a perfect movie mm-hmm. there could have been stuff that were you know better with the movie um but still with that being said i'm still giving it a 9.0 yep okay i see it i mean yeah so i you know michael you said it perfectly i think uh i'm gonna give it an a um, I think it sets out what it achieves to do. Um, also, like what you said, Michael, I honestly, I'm not, I typically don't reach for war movies when yeah. I want to watch a movie. It's yeah. not one of my favorite genres, admittedly. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest about that. But this movie, it 
is nearly flawless. Um, you yeah. know, could there have been a little more characterization? Do I want to learn more about these characters? Yes, I do. But you don't necessarily need to because you already feel for them. Yeah. And based on the intensity of the, the scenes, like you're already relating to them and, and you feel for what they had to go through. And you, you know, and the movie does a, a fantastic job of, uh, you know, fostering respect um, for, for their sacrifice. So I, I'm going to give it an A. Um, like I said, it's not going to be one that I'm going to rewatch all the time. But yeah. if, if yeah. the occasion uh, calls for it, then I certainly will. I do like struggle rating movies because yeah. I, I'm yeah, just it's, it's, no, it's, it's so it's hard. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. Right. And each person has their own opinions. Yeah, yeah. But, and I love the movies, but it's like and this yeah. is and this is what makes this this podcast so great is because right. we get to share our favorites, we get to share you know as we said you know what if or you know eh, maybe I don't like this. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's what makes movies art, and that's what makes. It, this this why we're here so great. Yeah, yes, sure. absolutely. Well, Colton, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yep, we'll, thanks uh, for having me. We'll thanks, have you, yes, thanks for coming. We'll have you back on again at, at some point. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank the veterans. For sure, the veterans. And, yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank and, you. Uh, and special, I also... Special shout out to uh, my Uncle Mike, if you guys have any personal... Fought in the Vietnam War, and then uh, both my grandpas who fought in World War II, actually. Wow. One of my grandpas was... A chef, and the other one was a pilot. So wow, interesting. Yeah, that's my, both yeah, my, one, my, one of my grandparents, he he was a mailman. Um, wow. So yeah, so yeah, huge shout out to you know everyone that we have in the military because man, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to my dad. He was in Vietnam as well. So um, next episode, we we are starting with three heavy hitters, guys. We got <laughs> uh, we go from The Shining to Saving Private Ryan to next week. Fight Club from 1999. With Hayden Rankin. Special guest Hayden Rankin. Uh, I promise after our third episode, we will go much lighter and we'll get into some Christmas movie discussion uh, in December. <laughs> so, Michael, cue the outro music. Heck yeah. <laughs>